0: and welcome to Act Bold. My name is Ann Alexander Cedar. I am an American actor living and working in Europe. Today I have Timothy Hoffman on. He actually turned the tables on me and asked me questions because he's a young actor. He, uh, for example, starred in The Greatest Beer Run or the the greatest beer run ever that was on Apple TV last year, um, and he would like to be a bicontinental actor as I am. So I tried to answer as many questions as I could for him. If I didn't, if we didn't cover anything, we covered a lot. But if we didn't cover anything, please mention it in the comments, and I will try and get an answer for you as quick as I can. So. Speaking of comments and all that jazz, please like and subscribe and leave a review. That would make not only my day, but my year. This is a brand new thing. So the more that we get liked and subscribed to and all that stuff, it helps out in the algorithms. And my passion is being a proactive actor and Empowering other actors to be proactive and take control of their careers so that they can go from surviving to thriving. And without any further ado, on to Timothy. So Timothy, tell me about yourself. First of all, welcome to Act Bold. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm excited to hear what you have to ask me. This is this is like a turnaround here that you want to ask. <laughs> Questions. So that's great. So first tell me about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your story. Uh, our listeners about your story. Um Ready set, go.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me, first of all. Uh yeah, I'm super, super stoked and, and honored to be here to get to ask to ask you some questions, which is always always fun. I always feel like a famous celebrity comes on to ask like the interviewer the questions and it's just <laughs> like it's just yeah. little Tim Hoffman, but but I'm excited. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my story, really quickly, you know, I was uh, born in South Africa and traveled a lot as a, as a kid and um, to a German uh, father and American mother. So I grew up, you know, for a good six, seven years in Germany and Switzerland as a kid. And
2: Where in Germany? Germany?
1: I lived just outside of Frankfurt. So I went, to the, uh, I went to the international school for a little bit, actually, when I was really, really young. But, but it was an immersion school. You know, so they would do half the day in English and half the day in German. So I was born in South Africa, uh, lived abroad for a number of years, and then moved to Los Angeles, you know, around the time of high school, um, and started really getting into acting, and then, uh, went to theater school out of here, uh, out here, you know, graduated UCLA in 2019. And I wanted to get more into film TV, um, and so I took some time off and then came back and, uh, produced and helped write and, um started my first film which is you know a small, That's for you uh, a small i am so film.
0: about that yeah
1: thanks thanks we we just we actually just sold it to a distributor called 1091 i think we did the short form and now we're doing the long form and Excellent. uh it should come well, out in the to do the short july form. uh you sure it's like you know like it's, it's like the agreement like okay we're gonna do the deal and then the long form is like the all right here's all the specifics and stuff uh, okay, but basically okay. i've had to learn a lot of like different jobs on the go as a producer now and one of them yeah is, Almost being a lawyer, basically. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> and then right after that, uh, I, I booked my first uh, kind of bigger project, too. I was in a, a, a bigger uh, union project called the, the Greatest Beer on Ever, which was you know, such a dream. Yeah, so... I saw that on your
0: credits, and um, it's on my – I think it's on Netflix, isn't it? Or is it no, on – it's
1: on Apple Netflix? TV, actually. It's, it's
0: Apple okay. TV. It's I knew really it was in my on one of them. Yeah,
1: yeah so no, I
0: So I'll look out for you on that.
1: Thanks, yeah, getting to do that was so, you know, I got to go to Thailand, and um... it was uh, Pete Fairley's first movie after Green Book, after winning Best Picture, I mean, it was like, Amazing. it was a war movie, I always wanted to play a soldier, I, I got to, my scene was opposite Zac Efron, I mean, it was like a total, cool. it was all the boxes, and it couldn't have been more different than, um, couldn't have been more different than working on, like, a tiny film where, you know, you, you're, you, you're the actor, but then it's also like, hey, help us move the lights from the car to the scene, and help <laughs> right. us light the scene. Which, you but you, to, know uh, I you, anything, you know what, I love those kind of projects,
0: They, yeah, they both never place. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ab- There's something to be said about those really tiny film sets. Is I just did a big project that I'm still under NDA on, but... It was a great film set, but there's just such a difference when you're when you're on a on a small like where where everybody's like really invested. I mean, I think yes. no matter what you're doing, everybody's really invested. But but it's just kind of a different feel. There's more like this, you know, we have to pull together and and get it done. Whereas they know on the big sets that they're gonna pull it together and get it done. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's something so fun. It's almost like um it felt like theater school in the best way. And, and it wasn't as scary, you know, it, it prepared me for the big job too, because this, the smaller job, which I guess it didn't feel smaller at the time, but you know, it's, um, you know, you're just surrounded by your friends and it's just, you're making something cause you want to make it. And there's no sure. other reason you're not expecting oh. it to be successful. You're not expecting exactly. it to be anything except for just, you know, fun with your friends and, and a meaningful story that, that you get to choose and you're excited to tell. So yeah. that part of it was, you Know just such a dream, and I, I hope to do a lot more of that going forward. But getting Absolutely. to the big stuff is great too. But basically, getting to the to the end of the story here is, is um, you know, so because of that, because of those two films, you know, now I've got some rep and started to audition a lot more. And um, so wait, wait, back uh, up so there much... is so much got the greatest
0: year mm-hmm. run without being represented, yeah. Greatest... I know,
1: which was which was crazy. They um, I had like a I had like a kind of distant relationship with the director. Um, and they had called me in for another part, like two or three, like, a, like a long time ago in the middle of the pandemic, because uh, they'd seen me in a play in which I play um, a, v- uh, a Vietnam a soldier who was in the Vietnam War. And this was a Vietnam War movie. So they asked, Hey, do you want to come in and read for this movie? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Sounds awesome. Uh, and so I read for it in it's like, you know, in, in 2020 over, you know, I sent in a self-tape and I just never thought about it again. And then two years later, uh, about a year later, actually, they, they called me in and said, uh, hey, do you want to read for another part? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds sounds great. And then just got uh, incredibly lucky. You know, I just had this this small relationship and uh, I was one of the first tapes that they got, which is also a really good tip for actors, too, is send in your tape yeah. as early as you can. Because Because... Because the way they described it to me was, oh, you know, we got your tape really early, and then we kind of used it as the as the as the bar kind of, and you know, we just yeah. didn't find anybody else that we found that we thought fit better for it, so we just went with you. And, and they were like, lazy awesome. too,
0: and <laughs> they're like, yeah, exactly, because they're like, oh, he's really good, he fits the bill, he's you know, he he embodies this character, and they're not all that motivated to keep looking either. So it's it's definitely true. yeah.
1: I, I think there's something to be said for that as well, and yeah. it, a lot of it was just, you know, a, a lot of it, yes, you know, I worked so hard on that audition and was really excited for it, but a lot of it was luck, too, you know, I think I was the right height, the right, I have just, like, the right awkward energy for it, for, like, to, to make the scene funny, I think, and there's nothing,
2: that's well, it's just being in the that right from, like, right living, living
1: awkwardly for, like, 25 years, it's like, right. well, just do that in this scene, you know, so... Yeah
0: well it's being in the right place at the right time but it also sounds like it had a lot to do with just like putting yourself out there and you know taking taking advantage of the opportunities that come your way like like the play a lot of people in LA would say hey I don't feel like doing theater I'm in LA why should I be doing theater and yet because of that you got something you know and so I, I just feel like it's it it goes to show you how important it is just to keep working, keep creating opportunities, keep looking for opportunities to put yourself out there. So now you've contacted me because I'm assuming you're considering moving to Europe or at least having a bi-coastal or bi-continental career.
1: Yeah. Bi-continental. That's the, that's the term, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I started, you know, now that I've started to work and starting to set up my infrastructure and everything, you know, you talk with your reps and you're looking for every um, kind of the different talents. You have something that makes, you know, the pool smaller for your auditions, you know, so it's right. not just, you know, general, you know, white guy in his like, you know, late 20s. But it's like, you know, all the different things, you know, but one of the things was, you know, I do speak fluent German and my parents and I um, have been watching so much, you know, I, you know so, I, so I grew up around things like Todort and stuff like that. So I know about the, the shows in Germany that are meant for Germany. You know, yeah. but but a couple years ago, something started happening where the German shows just started, German language shows just started showing up uh, in, you know, my other friends' lives. And suddenly my friends in college who, you know, had nothing to do with the industry even were talking to me about things like uh, Deutschland 83 or, or Dark on Netflix. I mean, people, oh my God, they love that show. And yeah. uh, the new one they did too, which I'm so sad it got canceled. I thought it was great. The international one, 1899. And, yeah. and, you know, and we're recording this for the Oscars, the Oscars that, right? and all quiet. And then really, the, 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 that was the one for me where I saw All Quiet on the Western Front and it's such a beautiful film. and It was so amazing. So the creative in me was like, wow, I'm so happy this exists. And the more industry side of me was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I will never forgive myself for not auditioning for this. There are like 20 parts in this movie for me and I didn't get to audition. Like I'm so, and so I got this for, that's when I started looking into um, acting in Germany because there's this this enormous boom and the content is so good. Um, and I speak the language and would just love to be a part of that industry, but I really had absolutely no idea where to start. Uh, so I started looking on forums and just looking at, hey, what is you know what's the difference between being an actor in America and being an actor in Germany and getting your start? Uh, and across, you You know, lots of different websites and forums, I found the most consistent answers from an account with your name on it. And so I just shot you a message and was just like, Hey, like you seem to really know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, and I have no idea where to start. I have no idea how it's different. Um, and would love to learn about, uh. Love, would love to learn about you know the differences and the similarities too, and what lessons you can carry over, and how much is even possible, and sure, and that sure, kind sure. of thing. So
2: yeah, well, I
0: mean, I've been living here a long time. I've been here probably longer than you've been alive. I've yes, been I'd love
1: I'd love to hear a little about about your story as well.
0: Sure, I've been here since 1996. I came for love, not my mm-hmm. career. Met my husband on a blind date because I was on my way to Rome, where I used to live.
1: Wow! And oh my god
0: yeah and that was kind of that and um in america i had been sag after equity but now since i i took a long hiatus from acting what they would call acting here although it was acting adjacent it was i was moderating i was doing voice work i was doing commercials those those kind of three things when i first moved here and i did that like for the first 16 years and then about the time my son was around 16 years old, I, he didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Weird. I know. Crazy, and so then, crazy. Yeah, just so, I mean, you know, got to get that kid in therapy <laughs> now, what, you know, and, and this thing in me, you know, I was always looking for a replacement for acting without knowing that I was looking for a replacement. So I was I was doing everything creative you could think of. I had blogs before blogs were a thing. I was doing mosaics. I was painting. I was um, doing jewelry design. I'm mean, doing interior design. Just I mean, basically anything you can think of that was creative, and I loved all of it. But it wasn't like setting me on fire like acting did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And just on a whim, I was supposed to go to the movies with my son, and he canceled on me. I Googled acting workshops in munich and uh kurt baltz i don't know if you know him he's a, a an american actor he was actually i think his kind of big claim to fame although he's an amazing actor is reservoir dogs
1: wow oh he's what a, what a claim to fame Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> and anyway he was here doing a workshop and i took his workshop and i loved it and it was like i came out of that workshop feeling like uh I've been on- underwater and now I'm finally have come up for air basically. And since then I hadn't looked back. So, but for me, it was starting over, right? I can't, I was coming back at a whole different time. I also like you do not speak German native that, I mean, your German is very good, but you can hear that you are not German.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my German is the same way. Uh, my German is sometimes I get mistaken for being Dutch. So my German is very good, but it's, just, it's not German, right? They know immediately that I'm not German. The Germans can be very particular about that. So, but I, I also am, I fought against that for a long time. And now I've sort of come to the realization that what you think is your stumbling stone is actually the thing that you should make your calling card. Mm-hmm. You know? So, okay, fine, so I'm not German. I'm American, let's, let's use that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and move on from there. And since I've sort of come to this realization, that is, that seems to have helped. Your question was, I think, you know, whether there's work here for Americans, there is, there definitely is. There's a lot going on in Spain. There's a lot going on here in Germany. There's a lot going on in Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what your, do you have an EU passport?
1: Yeah, I do. I have, I have German citizenship as well. So. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Basically, that's kind of all you need because that's an EU allowedness. No, that's an mm-hmm. EU permission to work anywhere within the EU. I think Norway, England, a couple other places are not part of that. But there are also workarounds within that because I've worked in Norway. Um, I've worked in the UK. So I've worked in Switzerland. So there are workarounds around those kind of things. There's so much to it, obviously. So I don't know if you have any specific questions regarding that.
1: Uh, Definitely, there's plenty. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So you'd been working in the states for a while, I saw, and then you know took the hiatus, which which I totally get. By the way, that's that's kind of what I like about this career too. You can leave it for a while and then come back to it. You know, it's not like a lot of other careers that way, and it's really hard uh not to i think that's like uh, that's more the experience with actors i know it's like people who try to quit but but just can't as opposed to that's i think that's kind of what it takes you need to want to do it that, that i'm really interested in so you get to germany and you start taking the workshops and then you start uh getting some work eventually and what that process a what that process was like and how you found it different from you know, joining the union in um, in the states, and what you know it's like with casting directors, what it's like auditioning, sure. and then what it's like shooting, as well. I or mean, it's like very different on many
0: different levels. First mm-hmm. of all, when I first started taking workshops, or yeah, that was what ten years ago in Munich, there was really not much at all. So I started organizing workshops. I then started bringing people in from the UK, bringing people in, coaches in from from uh, from London, from L.A., from New York. Um, basically, just like, who do I want to work with? And I'm going to bring them here. Because I wanted, I felt like after not like being on set, and things changed, everything had changed, right? When I came back, not only that, but my type had changed. Mm-hmm. I went from being like, you know, a young woman to, to being a mature mom. So it was a whole different thing. So mm-hmm. I had to... to come clear with that as well. So I started organizing workshops, organizing a community of actors. Um, In the beginning, it was just English speaking actors, because that's what I felt comfortable with. And then once I sort of got my, once I felt good about, you know, my acting skills and everything again, then I started reaching out to German actors and building a community of German actors, which I would say is my, my biggest community now. I don't I mean, I do know English-speaking actors, obviously, because there's—it's a small world here. How can I say this? I don't rely on that in the same way that I did. Now I'm part of the German acting community, and that's—that is what it is. Mm -hmm. There is no union here. Um, There's something called BFFS, which is the uh, what is it? The Bundesverband der Fernseh (laughs) und Film (laughs) Schauspieler. So the National Association of Film and TV Actors, basically, is what it boils down to for the others who don't speak German. You probably understood that, <laughs> and they're very good. Um, as far as like they they have lawyers for actors. They if you need one, if you should need one, they have sort of a set of guidelines. I would say it's the closest thing to having a union. It's also important as far as giving you some credibility it's very difficult to get into the BFFS so if you once you're in the BFFS fs you 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 have a level of credibility just like having an agent basically mm-hmm. i mean there's i'm sure there's no difference in your skills from before having your agent and after getting your agent but <laughs> yeah, now, <of> course. <laughs> right but now all of a sudden you're oh you have an agent you, you're repped. you know somebody else has validated you in a sense that's that's similar being on set here how is that different i don't know that it is different I, I've, the past few years i've been working a lot in la and here so i don't know that it really is i mean language is different you know mm-hmm. that's that's probably the biggest difference the german film schools are so freaking good I mean, they yeah, are yeah so it's,
1: it's on full display at the Oscars, I think, yeah. you know, best, yeah. best score, best cinematography, I think, too. I mean, yeah. all the lots of technical and craft awards, which is very German, I think, as well, to yeah. focus on the details, you know.
0: Absolutely, there is that, but the Germans are also an incredibly creative people. I mean, obviously, you know, the people I come into contact with are
2: very creative. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe somebody else would have a different experience. But, I, but it's like this great combination of creativity within constraints, which I think breeds more creativity because you have to be creative to come up with new and better ways within these constraints. And mm-hmm. the constraints are an expectation of technical proficiency, Right. And they're, they're very, very, so, and I've even worked on a lot of uh, film school projects here. They are a joy to work on. First of all, the, the, the schools are amazingly funded, so they have better equipment than some of the high end movie sets I've worked on.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they're just killer. The only real big difference is on American sets, they're always going to fly things in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fly this in, they're gonna fly that in. And on German sets, you know, nobody says that. So yeah <laughs>
2: that's
0: the only thing. But that may change too now that, you know, Germans are having such lux, so they're going to be working more abroad. That phrase may come over here as well. But honestly, I, I'm I'm joking, but I am sort of serious as well, that there are real there are no real differences as far as set to set.
1: Yeah, yeah. Once you're from- once you're at that, once you get that far in it, that it's it's you know it's the it's the act of creation. You know, you're making something. That's the that's universal.
0: Absolutely. The the biggest difference for me um, is the lack of transparency with casting directors. That's mm-hmm. still a big secret that I am trying to crack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as like breakdowns. There, there's nothing like breakdown services, Actors Access, um, Spotlight. There is Spotlight over in the UK,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, as with Actors Access, they're getting the uh, they're getting the low budget stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What I see as an actor on Spotlight is not what my agent sees. Yeah. And it's not what the casting directors are submitting for everyone to see, mm-hmm. just like with Actors Access. The other thing, the thing that I, I like about the American casting portals, like Actors Access and Backstage as well, to a certain extent, is that there are only really two of them. There there are a couple others, right? There's the casting network and all of that. But, the, but if you have those two, you're kind of good to go in America. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Germany, there are like five, if not Oof. more. Yeah. And it gets very expensive.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's kind of a drag. As far as castings go, it's the same. They You know, because of the pandemic did change everything. So they're doing a lot more self-taping now. Than they yeah, th- that
1: was going to be a big question of mine, too, is is how yeah. has the pandemic changed things? And is it like here where... You know, for, for Beer Run, I, I just sent in a tape. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to do anything. You know, I just yeah. sent in a tape a long time ago and then got a phone call, and that was it. I was wondering, if it was, is it similar in Germany, or are they still doing where you're coming into, coming into the office and doing callbacks and things like that?
0: It just depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been interviewing a lot of casting directors. That's always one of my questions, and it honestly, it depends from casting di- director to casting director, and not only that, but from director to director, right? Some directors can cast off a self-tape and a recommendation from a casting director and, you know, whatever, maybe looking at your show reel. And others can't. Others want to, like, feel you. You know, they want to feel your mm-hmm. energy when you come into the room. Um, and some casting directors are the same way as well. So I think it's a very individual choice. But certainly you have much more opportunity to cast here through self-tapes just like you do everywhere else. It's just getting an agent, you know, who's willing, you know, it's the age old problem with, with actors, right? We're always, uh, trying to find an agent who is as ambitious as you are, obviously. And as I am, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's not so easy, but I think it's tough. Yeah. I think it's problem everywhere.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm and it's never going to be perfect you know i think there's a balance between uh you know i think the young agents are more ambitious uh and the older more established ones that have the credibility to get you into more rooms maybe uh usually have more clients and uh aren't as uh aren't as developmental so it can it's always it's always a balance and it's never going to be perfect you know I'm, i'm i'm lucky with the with the guy i have right now but it's a yeah, it's. T- I mean, it took a long, a long, long time, and so I'm curious about that too. From the German side, is um, uh, just from reading some of your, uh, you know, answers and and some of your blogs and stuff. Uh, it seems like an interesting. It's seen as much more acting is seen as much more of a, a trade, which I think is very interesting, uh, and it makes me curious about the pipeline that that you know, if agents want new actors, where do they go? How do they find them? And how do you um, Submit yourself basically, and how is that? How is that different than your experience uh, trying to find rep in the in the U.S.
0: Honestly, again, I don't think that there is much of a difference. Um, mm. Agents, for the most part, the good agencies—I don't know how much they actually look for actors. Um, if somebody comes on their radar through a film, a project, whatever, and they say, "Oh, they would be a great fit," then they will go after that actor. But other than that, they get probably 10 submissions a day, you know, just like, Uh, so so it's, so it's like the
1: States where it's, mm -hmm, it's, it's competitive still. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
0: Getting an agent here is not easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also doesn't mean that you won't work. There are, there are a couple of other venues for actors to work. As I say, there are like five casting portals here. Casting directors will tell you time and time again, you know, be patient. If you're right for the role, we will find you. I'm not. I'm not the most patient person in the world. <laughs> so that that's a difficult one for I think any actor. You know, nobody just wants to sit back. And I actually mm-hmm. don't believe in doing it. You know, I I get what they're saying. What they're saying is, don't bug me. Don't call me. We'll call you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. But but I I think that there are other ways that actors should be busy. But that's maybe a different yeah. conversation.
1: Uh, no, absolutely. I I, I agree yeah. for sure. Just yeah. mentally too, it's it's really um, it's really like it's it's hard to just sit at home and not and feel like you're not getting seen and you don't know what to do, you know. Just yes. I, I think for the bare minimum, it's it's good just mentally to uh, to be creative and and make things and and put yourself yep. out there. And then Absolutely. I I didn't have any success at all until I started doing that and I stopped waiting for stopped waiting for a call that was never going to come, you know, and just Absolutely. just making it on your own. It would have never would have never gotten the things that I've gotten without kind of coming to that realization. For sure. I think it's an important lesson for people.
0: I'm actually have sort of developed a system, which yeah, that I'm still working on, but basically based on the five pillars of a thriving acting career. And within that you need to be proactive in all of them. And it's, you know, mindset, marketing, branding, networking, and community. And you have to Mm -hmm. check the health of each of these pillars and be constantly doing things proactively to make sure that they are strong enough to support you as a thriving actor, as I was saying, so there's, there's the agent route. There's also just, you know, being non-repped on these different portals. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure what the bar is to get onto them. I don't remember what that is, but it sounds like you have enough credits. You know, I, I, know that there is a bar as with everything in Germany, there's like, they want to make sure that you're qualified before you can join their club basically. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that the, there's also the unemployment office, believe it or not, will look for jobs for actors.
2: Wow. So you're kidding. Now,
0: <laughs> they won't look for jobs for actors, but they will represent you.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: sometimes they'll get calls. And the good thing is they don't take commission. Yeah. So I do, <laughs> you know, I do know people who are repped through they call it the Z A V, the Zav. Wow. So that also has its pros as well. Mm-hmm. Still the most serious bar is having an agent and having a good mm-hmm. agent. Just as with everywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's also a wonderful thing here, and I don't know how many other European countries do this, but they have something called the uh, KSK, which is the Künstler Sozialkasse. And that is basically if you are a freelance artist and actors fall into that because it's only actors who are also doing freelance work because there are some Mm -hmm. actors that only are employed like on a TV series or Mm -hmm. even in a film. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, even for a short time, I just was, you know, for three weeks in January, I was employed. Um, And you're... Um, health insurance will actually like call the KSK and let them know they've been employed during this time. So I don't get charged for those three weeks that this other company was employing me. Mm. It's a lot of paperwork in Germany cause I immediately was getting forms. Like how long are you going to be employed for? You've obviously taken another job. Are you still working as an actor? Are you still freelance? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, yes, it's very. It's so German. <laughs> you know?
1: It's so yeah. German.
0: Yeah, but the huge benefit to that is they pay half my health insurance and they contribute half to my um, um, what you call it, my uh, retirement.
1: Wow, uh, unbelievable! I mean, I know that's amazing. That's that's incredible. Honestly,
0: it really is. I'm so grateful for that. I cannot tell you. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. you know there are no words for it you know coming from a place like america i was with sag i was lucky enough to earn enough money with SAG so that i had amazing health insurance but man oh man who knows yeah that the the fight to get there is
1: yeah brutal is brutal and it's so the, the mental stress of being a young actor and uh having to just afford you know the cost of living because you have to live in a big city you kind of have to live in New York, LA, you know, maybe Chicago, maybe Atlanta, but still, I mean, all these cities get more expensive every day and you, you know, you don't have health insurance, you can't pay your rent, you're living with like eight people and you're all trying to do something creative. I mean, it is so, I really like that about Europe. I'm a musician too. So I have a lot of musician friends who, you know, some of them are from Scandinavia, some of them are from, you know, different countries in Europe. And there's a lot of these programs across Europe that support. Uh, young artists and just allow them you know give them a a backstop and a safety net that allows them to create uh i i I really appreciate that that there's actual money that the government puts behind you know recognizing that that art is important and you have to help people make it you know it's not just like america where it's like yeah figure it out and if it doesn't work out well like you know too bad
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more. So I do love that about living here.
1: But yeah, are there are there things that you wish you had known uh, going in going into it when you know starting to act in Germany about maybe you know some of the differences and and some of the challenges that you came up against?
0: When I first moved here, and I got pregnant right away, and you know then we had our son, and and I really wanted him to be a native English speaker, a native. American English speaker. So our family language for the first 17 years was English. Mm -hmm. And that, I took the hit on that one, right? Because if I had been speaking German on a consistent basis for the, you know, for 17 years before uh, I decided to go back to acting and then want to like get my foot into the German film industry, my German would have been a heckle of, of a lot better than it is now, and it's it's good, but it's it would have been a lot better, and so I do regret that for me, but I don't regret it for my son, because mm-hmm. my son's English is impeccable. You know, I mean, you you would never know that he comes from somewhere else. Once in a while, he loses, he doesn't have the words for things, but even that, he's living in L.A. I don't know where you where do you live.
1: I, I just moved to Los Feliz, so I live in ah, kind of like okay. the east side, like around Silver Lake.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's I love Silver Lake. He's yeah, that's, in, that's,
1: in that's Venice. Great. Oh, nice. Yeah. So when I was yeah. in college, I was right by there too. So yeah. I, I, it's it's great. Ellie's <sighs> not so bad. Ellie's not so
0: bad. I know bad. I'm making plans, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything I would do differently? I mean, the industry has also, even just over the past 10 years, it has changed so much mm-hmm. and that that was my
1: question as well as kind of how the international spotlight how it's changed the way that germany makes content you know because it's now you know uh not just for germans anymore it's for people all over the world with with subtitles it really is becoming um, absolutely a, a known place for good content
0: that is for sure there's also a very big american producer here her name is anna winger she's an american married to a big time german producer uh, she produced, she, Unorthodox, I don't know if you saw that. Did you ever yeah, see it?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, but my parents saw it and they and they loved it. And I think they watched it because of Anna Winger, because uh, they, they saw it was the same producer from the, the Deutschland 83 series, which they absolutely Great. love. And yeah. then I think that director yeah. went on to do All Quiet as well, so.
0: Ah, okay. Unorthodox was mostly in English because it was about this American Hasidic Jewish woman who, you know, mm-hmm. basically breaks out of, of this really confining kind of culture. So there is more of that. There's also more things that are truly representative of what it is to live in Germany, especially Munich, not too much. Uh, but in Berlin, for example, y- you can go into restaurants and stores in Berlin and start speaking German and they will look you straight in the eye and tell you, no German. I don't speak German. The English is ubiquitous in mm-hmm. Berlin.
1: So there's more uh, content in English being made as well in Germany. Is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I mm-hmm. I think so. Also because of they're just trying to be more reflective of of society as it is. Now that that does not represent Germany as a whole. You know, I mean, there are still many many places in Germany where you know they expect you to speak German, and and they should. Even though they probably do speak English because people here start learning English in the third grade. It's mandatory. Everybody under 30, I would say for sure speaks English really well. Mm -hmm. And people over 30, they still speak English really well. If you want to compare it to like how well an American person speaks German. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, my my older sister lives in Berlin actually, so that that's been my oh, experience as well. I'll, I'll come to Berlin with friends. I'm running the marathon actually there in September.
2: Amazing! Uh, but I, I
1: I come with friends all the time, and uh, being in Berlin, it's like it's so you know multicultural and cosmopolitan that it's uh, awesome. you know I barely speak any German while I'm there. And I'm yeah. like, man, I wanted to practice my German, I didn't get to at all. Everybody here speaks English.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you have to go somewhere else, and you know the Germans are are. As soon as they hear you speak English, and you know, they do. Um, the Germans have an excellent ear, mm-hmm. then they want to practice their English. So there is <laughs> So you have to be very kind of strict, which, you know, I've become it's like, No, I don't I don't speak English to non English speaking non native English speaking people. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of my role now. Mm-hmm. and you know i've i've had people ask me please and let it just no i just don't <laughs> like no to I, gotta I gotta practice i gotta practice
1: for german tv
0: <laughs> and, you know what you want to practice you have a thousand ways to practice english there are a thousand films a thousand tv series a thousand english lessons you know whatever A thousand people in berlin who don't speak german so go for it but don't practice on
1: mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, But that, that's an interesting topic i think is um I think especially just for, for, for me as well, um, when deciding what to focus on when it's, um, tried, you know, and, and trying to get started in, in, on the German side of things, um, how important is, you know, something like accent reduction basically? And is there only so much you can do and so far you can go? Or is there work for, uh, you know, actors who speak, who kind of have an English sounding kind of German uh, what has your experience been with that, and and maybe what your what would your recommendation be on that front?
0: My recommendation is, if you can get rid of your accent, you should mm-hmm. definitely. That will open up your opportunities here immensely, not only here but also with within Austria and Switzerland as well. I mean, the Austrians cast people with a you know with an Os- often with an Austrian accent. Obviously, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to try and aim for that, but. But if you can, the cleaner you can get your German, the more you will work within German productions. And obviously there are a lot more German language productions being shot here than there are other language productions. There are many co-productions. There are also many films that are coming here, many series that are coming here and shooting in Brandenburg. Um, I just shot something in Serbia.
2: Mm -hmm. um,
0: Wow. Shot in Prague. Um, Romania is another one, Spain. There's a mm-hmm. lot of English productions or American productions, co-productions with Spain. So the, your English is down pat. You've got, you know, that you don't have to worry about, but I, if I were you and, and if your German is good enough so that you think you could lose the accent, you should definitely try. Mm -hmm. The better your German is, the more you will work with in Germany. Otherwise, you will always just be cast as the American.
2: Mm -hmm. Right?
0: The the more American you sound, the more you'll be cast as the American. Sometimes if your German is is at a certain level, then they may consider you for a part that they were considering a German for just because they're like, well, uh, he's playing an international stock trader anyway. So why shouldn't he be here at the Frankfurter Börse, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, so so there are some things that they're more open about than other things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, where I am, I would not be in Munich if it weren't for my family. My husband, you know, doesn't want to leave Munich. Mm-hmm. So, but Munich is while there's a lot of film work going on here, it's very Bavarian centric, obviously. Yeah, and the Bavarian yeah. accent is very uh, specific.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> specific. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't fit into a lot of that genre here. I'm much more, you know, my work is cast out of Berlin for the most part.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but but you you find living in Munich is okay uh, for you know auditioning in Berlin and stuff because most of it's remote or yeah. Okay, that that's good to know.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm interested in the perspective on, I think, U.S. actors, first of all. You know, if you're coming from L.A., is that seen as a positive in some ways? Is it seen as a negative? Because I've I've heard both arguments asking around in, in, in Germany. Um, and then also, you know, in the process of getting an agent uh, in Germany, do you have to kind of start over? And look for try to build up your German credits before you have enough credibility to submit yourself to German agencies, or is it so. can you go sure. on the back of your of your work in another country basically? Sure. We're not
0: talking about, you know, Estonia. We're you know, and even if we were, if you had amazing credits coming out of Estonia, German agents would look at you. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you have great credits, agents are gonna look at you. There's there's no doubt about it and especially if you're you know a specific type that they're they happen to be looking for um that i can't tell you you know what the specific agencies are specifically looking for Mm -hmm. even just your one big credit that is a big credit so um you you should have people who are who who would at least be willing to interview with you Mm -hmm. yeah the only one thing how would you work that would you only would you, would you be willing to fly in for an audition at your own cost? Would you, would you be willing to work as a local? So these are things that you would need to consider. Mm-hmm. Because if they're... Why would they bring you specifically out of LA when they could bring anyone out of LA if that's what they were willing to do?
1: Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: So the, these are things that you should consider is if you can work as a local, obviously it that gives you an advantage,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because now you're not casting against everybody who's your type and your age in LA. Now you're just casting against everybody who's your type and your type in Germany or in mm-hmm. Europe. And because your English is perfect and your American English is perfect, it again reduces the pool it's mm-hmm. we're not talking about a tiny pool there's still it's still a fairly big pool
1: but 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 i think it probably is a little smaller than la you know la is oh, just God, like, yes. probably the largest in the world oh, yeah, yeah, you know
0: yeah for sure mm-hmm.
1: for sure i'm lucky to have family out there kind of all over So uh, it's kind of what all our New York friends, you know, I'm based in LA and a lot of my closest friends from school are based in New York. And we all kind of do this thing where we submit as locals for both areas for New York and LA. And uh, if the job is good enough, you know, you find the cheapest flight you can and you get hired as a local and then you just stay on your friend's couch. And then you say, Hey, if you book something in LA, you can always stay on mine, you know? And so that's kind of the uh,
2: the deal you know, that we all have I mean, going with
1: each other that, that I, and I'm lucky to have a sister in, uh, in Germany who will let me stay at her, let me stay in her apartment if, if I, if I were to yeah, book something and, out there. I mean, so I, so I would submit as a local basically, which is, I think when you're starting the, you just, you just got to bite the bullet. And sometimes absolutely. even if the flight costs more than the job, you know, that job is, uh, you're building. You're building your resume, and and uh, it's. Well, I mean, if you can combine
0: important. it with another thing, like visiting yeah. your sister, mm-hmm. so you you know you basically have a paid for trip to visit your sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, then then mm-hmm. that makes it worth your while. I do that a lot in LA. To be honest, I I submit myself as a local, you mm-hmm. know, in LA, because I can. I also have friends and family in LA that I can stay with. Mm-hmm. And luckily I'm not sleeping on anybody's couch, but, you know, it <laughs> out. basically you have yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think with this job, you also have to be, you have to, you have to be flexible. You have to be, you know, willing to sort of go above and beyond because a lot of people aren't.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh and everyone has their own kind of road to, to how they, Come to I come to that realization, I think, and the way in which they uh, they find their workarounds. But, yeah, it's it's totally a part of it. It's a lot of creative problem solving in a lot yeah. of areas of your life and not just in, in the work and the craft of it as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And then um, I guess so if I'm, you know, if we're going through the exercise of I'm submitting to an agent from uh, a German agent. You know, I'm assuming that they'll want to see, you know, credits. So the way I would send that in would be, you know, what the way I submit to, you know, went the process of submitting to reps out in the States, except obviously the emails in German. But then would they want to see, I'm assuming they'd want to see some kind of German language, you know, a scene or something, you know? And so should I put something on tape that's just in German and with my, you know, should I speak German or should I go out and shoot a short film with some friends who speak German and try to make something? I have
2: for
0: that. Mm-hmm. One is I think you should probably get yourself listed on at least a cast upload
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, are you familiar with that?
1: No not not, not that one I, I was gonna ask if at the end of this maybe I can get the list of the uh the five um
0: yeah. That's, the five uh, well, breakdown services, basically. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, it's the the three most important are there's crew United, which is basically europe's Germany's answer to IMDB, which is mm-hmm. now sort of becoming Europe's answer to IMDB. It's called Mm crewunited.de, Um, and then they have, they have a, a a portal for actors called Schauspieler videos and Schauspieler videos is to me the most aesthetically pleasing. It's the one, especially for people outside the industry within Germany that I will say, go look at that. That's my, Mm -hmm. that's my profile. Um, then there are a few others. There's cast upload, which is excellent it's been built by casting directors by the the association of casting directors here in Germany and it's an excellent portal made for them so that they can cast films and series out of it um and it's taken very seriously so I would suggest getting on and I believe that one's free cast upload
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but Crew United in charge for the videos you have to pay for and then the other one that's European wide is called eTalenta mhm E minor E-talenta dot eu, I believe it is. Um, Germany also has their version of that called Cast Forward, but it's it's the same company. So if you belong mm-hmm. to E Talenta, then you also belong to Cast Forward. Those are the are the main ones that you must belong to. Then there are some others that, you know, nice to have, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so first in if I were in your shoes, first I would go list myself on those three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when you submit to German agencies, you're doing it as a local, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're referring them to your IMDb credits, they're going to be like, why? Why don't you have any German? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Why why don't you have any? You know, yeah,
1: what, what, what can we do here? Basically? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just too much of a giveaway that you're far away.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: do use IMDb here. Don't get me wrong. They do use it. But Mm -hmm. You know it's not it's not the first place that they go to hmm so it's important and it's important to you know keep up and and, and maintain your professional membership within it but uh, but if you're gonna submit to German agencies first get on at least one of those are you familiar with these about me videos does that mean anything to you
1: no not not really
0: okay they're big in Europe okay um, it basically, what it is, is is a short video that's about me, mm-hmm. um, about you, right? And it's not it's not your resume. Don't make that mistake. It drives mm-hmm. casting directors up a wall. Don't you know sit there listing you know I've done this and this and this. Anything that they can look up and see on your CV or on you know any one of the portals, you don't need to mention it. I have three of them. I use them differently. Uh, a lot of times I'll be asked to, you know, t- I'm sure you've gone into an audition or you've had a self tape and they say, tell me something about yourself, keep it under a minute. So that's what these about me's are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I have three of them. I, one is like, if I'm submitting to a sort of a dramatic role and it's, I talk about when my dad died and, uh it's a nice memory I have of my dad as a little girl. And then I bring that around to being a mother and my relationship to my son. And so it's sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's not a sad thing. I mean, you know, yes, I'm talking about my dad dying, but it brings up obviously a lot of emotions um, on many different levels because I'm talking as a daughter, I'm talking as as a daughter who's lost her father. I'm talking as a mother who loves her son. There's that. Then I have another one that sort of uh, flip. It's my kind of like my view on that people are not diamonds in the rough, they're actually faceted diamonds. And whatever facet you're holding up to the light is the one, you know, the, the, the light, whatever facet the sun is catching, that's, that's the point in life you are at right now. And it's also what makes acting so great, right? That mm-hmm. you have to show off all these different facets. And then there's another one about my first word in German when I first moved here, which is a funny one. Yeah. So I think it's important to have at least three of these things so that you can pull them out for different situations. And in your case, because it's a get to know me type thing, you want to pull Mm -hmm. out your most charming story that you can tell in German and keep it under a minute. Mm -hmm. So however, you know, whatever story you use to like make people fall in love with you, you know, that, that story when you're at a party and you want people to like you or you're at a networking event and you want people to like you. That, that's the story that you should turn into a German thing and rehearse it like a monologue, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I was going to say that. it sounds like uh, it sounds like, you know, just writing yourself a monologue almost.
0: Basically, mm-hmm. basically, that's what it is. It's just it should be. It's not a fictional story. It's it's a true story right? Mm-hmm. Something about you, basically that.
1: So, so in so- the submissions, you say you would say this is more important than, you know, like going out and making a short film in German or, you know, filming a couple scenes or something of, you know, from a German, you know, TV or, or film or Absolutely. something
0: like that. Forget okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just make a, a quick about me video. You've got all the equipment you need. I can see it, you know. So just, just make something and, and be personable and be you, be authentic and just tell them something. About yourself, and just include that as a link with your submission, you know. And you're mm-hmm. writing in German anyway, saying, you know, that you speak German and da da da, but you do have a slight accent, don't make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. They, can de- they can determine for themselves what your accent is. Yeah. Those are the two biggest things. Just get on one of the German portals. And make
2: it about
1: me in German. Great. No, I, I think it's really helpful just for maybe other people listening too to kind of map, you know, from the beginning, you know, you know, so I want to get started in, you know, I I'm an actor with some experience, I'd like to get started in Germany. How do I go about that? And kind of what is the, the roadmap? And I think that makes a lot of sense of what we talked about so far about submitting to agencies, getting on these um, sites, uh, and f- filming an about me video, you know, a couple for maybe the different genres, you know, two or three um, and and showing you know your level of german and everything and and seeing what comes back and the local exactly. hire stuff too exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly yeah and then just to just to wrap up i mean any any other any other things you feel like we might have missed you know as somebody wanting to get started in the german on the german side of things good things to know that that might be that might be helpful
0: i mean i think we've really covered a, a big range of, mm-hmm. of things um, yeah we hit a lot <laughs> Yeah, we really did. <laughs> I, nothing honestly is coming to mind. Um, I'm sure, you know, that that you'll have questions and, and you're welcome to reach out to me again. Um, but I think we've, I think you've got a great start. I mean, now you need to research agents here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know if you're following any actors in your age group. Mm-hmm. Like, But that's what I would suggest you do is start following some actors who, whose career you would like to emulate here, Mm -hmm. basically, and, um, and see who their, who their agents are, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe they shouldn't be the exact same type, but it should be their career that you're looking at. And, yeah. And and then you know, and somebody who's just maybe one step above you, not like ten steps above you, obviously, because mm-hmm. you know, there's players and there's uh, you know, agen to a Schlag, but that's like, you know, those are like the top agents in in America. You
2: know,
1: you mm-hmm. know? yeah, it's like the CIA the UTA. You don't yeah. you don't just go there right away. You gotta, right. yeah, right. you gotta build your build your career first.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I would suggest. And then just uh, make your strategy based on, on that.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, well, well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is so, um, this is so enormously helpful, you know, I can't even describe, you know, it's so, uh, (laughs) it's really nice. It it is what I really enjoyed about this too. It's really nice that you've, um, you've been working for so long. You've been on both sides of the industry uh, and, and you, um, have kind of, you know, it's, it's really wonderful that you're sharing all of this with, with me and with your listeners, you know, so that we can, you know, learn from it. And, and, um, as I, some actor talked about it, you know, sending the elevator back down, you know, uh, that that's really, you know, once you've had no, some success to do that, because it can be so daunting, you know, and it's, so yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. I wish more people knew that is that, you know, I, it's not, yes, it's competitive, but also, you know, it's, um. It's, it's more of like an artistic community that we're, we, should, we should all be trying to lift each other up as opposed Absolutely. to kind of working against each other, you know? It's when, when you yeah. succeed, I succeed too, you know? We succeed together.
2: You know,
0: I mean, I'm sure you hear this a lot in LA. It's that abundancy mindset. Either you have it or you don't. So if you see everyone as a threat and this is mine, 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 my information, my this, and you know, it, it or you look at things and are like, hey, there's room for everybody here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you are no competition for me. I am no competition <laughs> for you, right? I mean, I, I can only and and my whole reason for starting this podcast is exactly these kind of situations. I want I want to help people help themselves, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, if I've and, done and that,
0: then you have made my day. Good. Oh my
1: good I mean the more so. I mean more than more than you know, definitely. And it's um yeah, well, I think how, it's it's hard to find resources for all this kind of stuff. So it's um it's this has been this has been wonderful and enormously enormously helpful. So thank you.
0: Well good. I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. So please, Timothy, keep in touch. I wanna to hear, you know, what your journey is. If you end up in Germany, let me know. You never know, it's not that big here. So yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, if I'm in, in Munich for sure, but then also maybe maybe, we, maybe we'll do another one of these if I, if I make any progress and we can talk about it and what the experience yeah, has been. You. and yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Or even,
0: you know, your frustrations or whatever it is, I think it'd be really, really informative. Could be a very interesting series if you end up yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> an it. an ongoing thing. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah,
0: seriously. Well, it was really nice meeting you and I wish you all the best of luck and keep in touch.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much. And I will definitely, definitely keep you updated on everything. And I'll be looking out for you as well on on both American and German, on the American and German fronts.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sounds good. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. What a nice guy, right? If we didn't get to any of your questions, just make sure and leave them in the comments and I will try and get back to them and answer them as best I can. Uh, Please like and subscribe and leave a review. We are brand new, so any help you can give and any appreciation, any love um, is much, much, much appreciated. Until then, I will see you, hear you, visit you in the stratosphere sometime soon. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.